Hello, Chisai, Nicholas of Hennigan again. How you doing? And I'm in the uh, assembly rooms, which is sort of club bar, which is a bit kind of posh and private. But I'm so pleased to have met the geniuses behind a venue that started a few years ago called The Space. And all the way around Edinburgh Space since UK, I've been here. Space UK. Space UK. The Space UK. The Space UK. Right, because in, in the Isle of Dogs in London, there's a... There's a really lovely theatre called The Space. Oh, is there? I don't yeah. know. And it's, it's kind of one of those names that works with theatre. And they're... That's independent. And we talk now and again, but people think we're them. Or they're us. Ah, uh, yeah. And uh, it's quite nice when they're doing fabulous shows and someone tweets on our, our tweet that they, <laughs> The Space UK are amazing. But I love the fact... So I've been up here... We're obviously... It's 2022. And I've been up here and I've been doing the press launches, which is kind of cool. And I've had so much positive kind of feedback about what you're doing at the space. And I know there's, you know, the, the, the sort of controversy as there is probably every year about Edinburgh and things getting expensive. But a couple of journalists have said to me how they really kind of like what space does. And also, um, how could I put this sort of subtly, that you're not quite perhaps as commercial as some of the big operators are. Bear in mind, we're in the bar of a big operator at the moment. What, what, what's the history of the space? How did it start? It was, we first came to Edinburgh in 1995. We had a little church hall. I had a, 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 a drama lecturer at university after I graduated who knew friends and mates. And I didn't do drama, oddly enough, but he, um, he recommended there was stuff going on up there and it was a bit of a quiet time with the fringe. Found a church hall. I came up and had a look and we, we got a long lease with the clerk of the vestry. <laughs> and we... we pushed on with that and here we are really it's interesting what you say though about the um, I, I didn't talk at the press launch because it's not so I, I think the talent in our venue sort of should speak for itself but I was told off about that and actually I should have done because it's interesting what you say we're not commercial we're not driven by our, our platform I think is really about the performer the work the unknown artist new writing you know we're known as the most established new writing platform but but ultimately, given the last two years we've had, it's, it's really about that, that industry coming back and the, the passion that comes with it. And um, I regret now not standing in front of 90-odd journalists and saying just that. And that's all I needed to say. Yeah, who says? I mean, I was one of them, as you're going to hear. Well, you're not going to hear, but as listener, listener, you're going to hear the opening thing very soon. But, and, and it's, it, I mean... It's the biggest open arts festival in the world, isn't it, Edinburgh? I mean, you know, all the various festivals, the cinema and the, uh, the film festival and the international festival. And your background was journalism and music, you say? Yeah, that's right. I worked, um, I, I, I started organising black tie parties in my late teens in London. And then... That's smart. <laughs> I, they were good fun. And then I, was, uh, I, was, uh, I went to Surrey University and during that time kept that up and then when I graduated a mate of mine got a we opened a um, we opened a production company with Concord International Artists in Shepherd's Bush Road who who worked there and they looked after a vast amount of bands from East 17 to The Prodigy Enjoy Credits to the Nation Chumba Wumba Back to the Planet um, amongst many others and uh, we sat in an office downstairs got involved and did lots of stuff, but used it very much as a platform for us to promote our own work. We, we did several shows for The Prodigy in that time. 
And then in 1995, I, I, that's where that evolved into Edinburgh, 96, and it's, it's sort of digressed. And this became, I then, I was at the BBC for 10 years during this period, really. After As that, a journalist? Yeah, after that I went to the BBC. I was asked, they were, they were making a money programme special and I did youth culture and I went to that and I got offered a job and off we went. So I was trained by the BBC in news. So I spent 10 years in news while I was growing Edinburgh and Edinburgh just sort of came along. It was one of those things and I always say to myself, you know, once we can get to a stage where it's fun, but it was just demand. Companies just wanted to keep coming back. And, uh, you know, that's the passion of this thing. Once you get the bug and you yeah. work with artists and, and people in every genre and that's probably why now we're very diverse we're not driven by a genre if you come to the space you can sit under one roof for a week and see everything from spoken word to, to opera to dance to acapella um, to new writing uh, lots of stand up to a level tonight we're doing a Korean season we've got a hip-hop orchestra we've got what you need you know the, this is the platform for everyone to have something and sort of, so what would you say, I mean, it's a silly thing in a sense, what is the motivation? Why do you both, you will be very quiet, I know. <laughs> Look, I think, you know, sat just before we came out here this evening, we sat in the, the courtyard bar at the Space Insurgents Hall and chatting to a company that they're on day three of their shows, they're having a fantastic time um, and and they're experiencing the buzz of what it's like to be at the festival and you know in that case it was for somebody that was semi-pro but you know earlier today i saw mulberry school from tower hamlets who brought up a fantastic crowd of you know energetic young ladies to you know, give give their all uh, in a school show that you know goes down just as well as that semi-pro stuff interestingly they're an interesting school because they're the only school in the history of the edinburgh festival fringe to win a fringe first oh wow in wow. about 2007 and that was does too. Yeah. And so I want to introduce yourself, sorry. You are... Charlie Pammon. And you are... And I'm John Rand. And you, so what's your, what are your titles? You have titles? Sorry? What are your titles? So I'm the artistic director and sort of founder of the Space UK. And I'm more in the dog's body car uh, category. <laughs> no, John. I did, I, we should tell the whole story. <laughs> I met John. Oh, John came up in... We started in 95. John came up in 1996 to do um, Sound and Lights with a very... Another guy called Gareth Hughes. They were 19 at the time at Bristol University. This is a this is a fun story in itself, and it's an example of the passion the Edinburgh Fringe ingests in you. I think you met your wife here as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did. On the box office of 45. <laughs> he did. But ultimately, these two guys. I mean, John has a proper job, so I run the space all, all year round. John um, is a very senior member of the Bank of England. Hooray! <laughs> almost board level. Almost board level. We don't have to comment well, on that. I mean, no, we won't comment. We don't need to talk about that bit of my life. <laughs> we are standing and, at the bar, by the way. And the other <laughs> guy who's come out tomorrow is a professor in titanium, something or other, at Oxford University. And that's because they're into it. And I've got guys who spend more time and other, uh, kind of do other stuff on this. But I think, you know... There's a struggle at the moment in Edinburgh about the festival. There's, I worked in media. I know it's negative stuff sells, sells press, sells column inches. But the reality is, you know, what, you know, I come away on a Monday, the first Monday on on a fringe where it, when it hasn't happened for two, three years, and we've sold over eight thousand tickets in a day. Um, I know there's a struggle. I know that staffing has been an issue. The level of technical 
management is an issue this year. But this is testament, this place is testament at, what is it, midnight on a Monday? Yeah. Bobbing heads in Bristow Square, as I call it, when you walk through Bristow Square. It's like a football crowd, you just see bobbing heads. But that, that, that is the vibe of Edinburgh, and that's why the, you know, the biggest global festival in the world and the, the passion for the arts, it's not banking, it's not something that has a lot of money in it. It's just people of all, all ages, all demographics, making something happen bringing it back it's actually one of the best examples of human existence and we're here now and why we're good and I don't mind saying that is because you know we we're selling well I've got 350 shows which are between price between the seven and ten pound mark we did it last year by the way and had 65,000 audience members oh well done I was up here last year it was very quiet but normally 3,000 shows were about yeah, 300 we had 80 shows and 65,000 audience members but it's, it was obvious there was appetite, but it's all about cost of living and pricing, pricing it sensibly and making it work. And um, it's just nice to be back. You know? And so, I mean, the fact I've just literally buttonholed you at the bar, <laughs> it's very kind of you to talk to me. You're quite optimistic for the future then. Oh, yeah. You can't, you can't, be, you can't be anything but optimistic when you experience the buzz around the place, you know, thinking about... Uh, venue managers that have returned back you know for five six seven ten years um, you know and, and, and the rest uh, thinking about the you know the audiences and the companies that we talk about you know you've we got to be optimistic yeah, yeah. about the future we tipped over our our equivalent sales of from 2019 today didn't we yeah we did so wow. we're ahead of 2019 so that can only bode well can't it yeah, and doesn't I, I get the impression as well? I, I've got I've got a show on at the Underbelly. Sorry about that. We'll do that. But, it, but it's great venue. I get the impression. I saw my son there the other day. Oh, really? You have to come Maddie, to Dairy Room. <laughs> Maddie and Greg's wonder. Oh, right, we're doing Wonder Games. Games. Smash. Day, but, but yeah, amazing. Like, but the I, I, I still get that. So I'm sort of producer, the director, and obviously doing the radio show. But what really struck me since lockdown is there is a kind of a I, apparently pre-sales are down, but the on the day sales are doing quite well. There's a kind of a glory and joy about being out again after what we've been through for the last few years. And the fringe, you know, obviously there's this criticism of the launch being late and that's affected sales. I mean, that the fringe is, well, I call it the equivalent of the BBC. It's got a global marketplace and it will always have that. Um, so that, saying it's on late, hasn't helped anyone. But it's not necessarily their fault. It's just the process. Everything was late. The original tickets went on sale late. Registration was late. You know, that's just how it worked. Last year we didn't know we were doing a fringe till the end of May. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We still sold a lot of tickets. It's always going to be there, the appetite and the passion. So you're both quite positive for the future. Yeah, future. Well, I, I'm, I'm absolutely. I mean, we should be. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And thank you so much oh, for allowing me to. We're just standing at the bar. I'm going to have for a quite beer. Yeah, <laughs> I might have to buy you a fee in a minute. <laughs> Two arms of lager. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. And good luck with the space. Thank you. Cheers.